You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. After me, I believe the word of God as the full expression of the Godhead. Whatever God is, that is his word. For he has magnified his word above his name. I believe God transforms. His word transforms me. I believe God is healing. His word heals me. I believe God is provision. His word provides for me. I believe God is protection. His word protects me. Whatever I believe God is, I believe his word shall perform in my life today. I can never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wonderful. I want to speak on the resurrection of Christ, the resurrected life. The resurrected life. As a matter of fact, all I want to do is to let you understand what the resurrection of Christ means to you as a believer. Praise the Lord. Are you a believer? Okay. So, what does the resurrection of Christ mean to us believers? Number one, it confirms the truth of Scripture. The resurrection of Christ confirms that. The scripture is true. The scripture is true. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10 to 12. Verse 10 to 12. Verse 10 to 12. Let's all read it. Go. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. Oh, are we all reading? Go. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper his hand. Next. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Twelve. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bore the sins of many. And made intercession for the transgressors. Oh, praise the Lord. So who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. So even before Jesus will come and die to resurrect, Isaiah had already prophesied this. And it tells you that this did not just happen so that people will say that it's a fluke. It happened because it has already been predicted. Oh, praise the Lord. And that is why when you see something in scripture, you must take it seriously. 
because the word of God is true. Oh, praise the Lord. So if Jesus had not resurrected, then the word of God would have been a lie. Are you getting the point? Yes. Let me take the next scripture. Psalms 16, verse 10 to 11. Psalms 16, verse 10 to 11. Let's all read it. Go. What does it say? For you will not leave my soul in show, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. So some spoke about Jesus going to hell. The word show there is the same word, what? Hell. He will go down into the grave, but then the Holy One, Jesus, will not see corruption. Oh, hallelujah. So David saw it even before it happened. That the Savior was going to come. And when the Savior comes, he will die. And when he dies, he will not see corruption. He will resurrect. Oh, hallelujah. And he says, when he resurrects, oh, he will show you another part of life. And in his presence, there will be fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there will be pleasures forevermore. And that is what you and I are enjoying today. Oh, praise the Lord. So, the resurrection confirms the truth of Scripture. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, it proves the gospel to be true. Now, get it clear that the word of God, Scripture, is confirmed the gospel, which is Jesus coming to die, to be buried, and to be resurrected, for mankind to be saved, is proven true. So scripture, I told you, anytime you hear the word scripture, it is referring to the old testament. Are you getting the point? Because when they write scripture in the New Testament, they are referring to the Old World Testament. Because as at the time they were writing, the Bible was not done. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. So it cannot be the Bible. So anytime you hear scripture in the New Testament, it is referring to the Old. Is that okay? Okay. So the resurrection of Christ proves that the gospel is true. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Let's all read it. Go. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, continue. For I delivered you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the old... Are you getting it? Uh-huh. According to the Old Testament. Continue. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the old... Oh, praise the Lord. 
So you see, Apostle Paul is saying that what the Old Testament spoke has been proven in the New Testament. That Jesus was to die. Jesus was to be buried. Jesus was to resurrect. And now before our eyes, this has been fulfilled. Oh, praise the Lord. And he said, if you believe what I tell you, unless you believe in vain, then he said, your life cannot be the same. I pray that you didn't believe in vain. When I was coming in the air, right now, the Lord told me something. He said, he said, if, 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 if your salvation is cheap or you don't value it, there is nothing, there's no other blessing you will value. If you don't value your salvation, every other blessing will be cheap. You can never say that you are so grateful for maybe the child you got. You are grateful for the promotion. And look down on your salvation. Listen, very soon, ingratitude for the promotion you received will set in. Because if you can lose sight of your salvation, oh, you will easily lose sight of your promotion. Are you here with me? You easily. Anyone who takes their salvation for granted and, and sees it as cheap, no blessing will be too good. Because they take the most expensive blessing for granted, every other blessing will be cheap. Look at the next scripture. 14. 17 and 19. 1 Corinthians 15. Let's already go. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith if the enemy will attack you, this is where he will attack you. They will propound theories that will tell you Christ Jesus is a fluke. And they will tell you Jesus was a British. And they created this fluke just for the Western world. And I asked that it is the Jews who make the British, the Americans, who they are today. So, why would, why would they create something that will make them slaves to the Jews? Does it make sense? It doesn't. But they will do everything to make you lose sight of this. And so, ah, 
But this thing, is it true? Is it true? Is, is it true? He says, then your faith is in vain. And my preaching too is in vain. May you never lose sight of this. Never. 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 Let's continue. Let's go. And if Christ has not been raised, your, oh, please read with me like you mean it. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. So it means that, you see, the moment you disbelieve this, that's why you think you're a sinner. That's why you feel so guilty. That's why you feel so condemned. Because anytime the enemy comes and he robs you of this understanding and you lose it, you lose your righteousness. Are you getting the point? That's why you feel so guilty. Then you are still in your sins. Let's continue. Go. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. <laughs> if in Christ we have hope, in this life only, we are of all people. If that is the case, that this thing is not true, and our hope is in Christ, then it means that we are the most pitiful people. But we know. That we know. That we know. That this is not a fluke. Oh, praise the Lord. I love the word of Number three, the resurrection proves that Jesus is the son of God. Romans chapter one, verse four. Let's already go. Christ was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness. By his resurrection from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. There were many who came. From Genesis to Revelation. There were many who came who are not in the Bible. Actually, some of them said they were the last prophets. But even in their Quran, they mention Jesus more than their prophet. But none of them died to resurrect. There's only one. It tells us Jesus is of a unique status. Jesus is the son of God. Oh, praise the Lord. And we declare him because we are witnesses to this fact that there have been many 
As much of when we were growing up, we saw certain magicians. And they asked people to come. And they killed them. And they raised the people in three days. I actually witnessed one. I know they normally pick people they know. <laughs> and they assume they are dead. It's an <laughs> but even if it is true, I dare them. They themselves should kill themselves and rise again <laughs> the third day. Then we will know. But we have never seen any ever happen before. It is only Christ, our Lord Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. It's let Listen, let this strengthen your faith. And always make you know you are on the right path. You see, some people will tell you, hey, so if somebody doesn't believe in Jesus, are you saying that all these people, um, God doesn't care about them? Well, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. As a matter of fact, whether he cares about them or not, he has already made provision for them. It is their choice to say yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you getting the point? Because he said when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, praise the Lord. So thank God that you said yes. Thank God that you responded to salvation. Thank God. And that's why everything that you need to do to make sure the next person is saved is on you. It's on you. People of God, listen. You don't come to church to just come and hear the word of God about your marriage, about your healing, about your job, your promotion, about your academics, and then you go home. And then you say, yeah, I'm a believer. Please, I am sorry. If that is how you describe the believer, I am sorry. Listen to me very carefully. If you are an engineer, if you are a financier, if you are that director, you have unbelieving friends who are serving the world in these statuses we are talking about. Is that true? It, no, is that true? As a matter of fact, some invent aircraft. Oh, hello? They are not believers. So if you're talking about inventions, there are unbelievers who are inventing. Oh, hello? So they are serving the world in the same capacity, you are also serving the world. Oh, do you understand it? So tell me what you think should be your reward. Uh -huh, tell me, tell me. 
Okay, Aisha, you're a makeup artist, right? There are unbelieving makeup artists that are better than you. And they are actually serving more customers than you are. So if you say on the judgment day you are to receive a reward, now, now tell me. So tell me what you receive. Now listen, your reward, listen very carefully, must come from the source you win with every talent God has given you. That is what you give to the world that unbelievers can never give. That the blood of Jesus is not in vain. And they receive the son of God. So you, have a, you are a marketer. And you can't market for souls. You are working in vain. You are a media person. And he doesn't win souls for Jesus. Everything you are doing is in vain. Your work must translate into souls. That is where your reward is. Oh, are you here? So, you don't come to church. And then enjoy the preaching. And then you are a proud member. And then you are happy. Hey! No! 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 Are you expecting a reward on the judgment day? Are you expecting? Are you expecting? Where is your work? Where is your soul? Oh, praise the Lord. Please ask the next person close to you. I like the way you are asking this one. Anytime I tell you, ask people, I hear a lot of shout. Yeah, where is your, where? This one, it's like everybody here is a victim. So nobody can ask anybody confidently. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not a joke. It's a serious business. Oh, praise the Lord. It's a serious business. Take it from today. Take it. Put it at the back of your mind. Everything I am giving to the world, unbelievers are also giving. The only thing that gives me an advantage is that I translate them into what? Souls. That's it. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, Jesus is the son of God. If you don't have a deep-seated belief of this, you can't preach the good news. If you are still struggling with this, 
preaching the good news, they believe it. Because you yourself, you don't believe. There's a lot of doubt. I did cry and cry. Tell the next person, I repent. Tell them like you mean it. Tell them, I Oh, tell them, I repent. I repent. Look at, <laughs> look at Acts chapter 2, verse 33. Let's all read it. Go. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. Oh, praise the Lord. This is Apostle Peter. When the Holy Ghost came upon them on the day of Pentecost, and they were, they were, the, the, the unbelievers thought they were drunk. They were boozed. And he said, well, we are not boozed. And he spoke to them about the good news. How God sent his son Jesus. To come and die. And die for you and I. He says, now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And the effect of the salvation we have by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is what you are witnesses to today. So we are not boozed by drink, by admiration, or some bitters. This is the work of the Holy Ghost in the believer. Oh, praise the Lord. Because Jesus is the Son of God. Oh, hallelujah. Tell the next person, I know by the work of the Holy Spirit in my life that Jesus is the Son of God. And he's at the right hand of the Father. That is where I am seated. Together with him in heavenly places. This is my belief. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Let me give you the next two points. Death is defeated. By the resurrection, we know that death is Romans chapter 6, verse 9. Let's all read it. Go. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, that no longer has dominion over him. Oh, praise the Lord. Somebody say, death is defeated. Oh, say it like you mean it. And say it like you understand it. You don't know how powerful you are. And you don't know how glorious you are. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. You see, Christ rose from the dead because death could no longer hold him. 
and will no longer have to fear death because Christ has triumphed over it. Death is no longer an enemy because in Christ we no longer have to fear the punishment that comes after death. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God in you is eternal life. Death has no power. So when you die, you sleep. When you die, you are not dead. When you die and they are mourning and they are crying, whilst they are crying here, you are rejoicing. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you understanding me? Because you are in the peaceful place and the place of bliss. It doesn't matter where you die. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change where you are going. Oh, Jesus. Are you here with me? I said, it doesn't matter where you die or how you die. It doesn't change where that has been established already. have been established. It has been established. There's no argument about it. There's no argument about it. When Adam sinned, death became a punishment. That's why Apostle Paul says, for the wages of sin is what? Death. In other words, the pay that you get for sinning is death. But because of Christ Jesus, who is the son of God, scripture confirmed it. The gospel has proven it to be true. Oh, praise the Lord. Now, death is defeated. The punishment of sin has been taken away. Anybody that received the Son of God, Jesus the Christ, death has no power over him. Why? Because he has identified with Christ who overcame death. And because of that, sin and death has no place. Its penalty is lost. Some time ago, the referee would have whistled, Penalty. This one, they don't need V, V, uh, V, R. To be sure whether. Yeah. The referee cannot even blow. Because somebody has taken the punishment already. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you understanding me? The punishment has been taken. You are free. 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 Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look at the 55 to 57. Look at what it says. Go. Oh, say it like you mean. Go. Oh, death. Where is your victory? Oh, death. Where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. 
But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death has lost its victory. It has lost its power. Sin has lost its sting. Who said I sting like a bee? Muhammad Ali. When a bee stings you, you will know. When death is coming, it has so much power. It takes who he wishes to take. And the point is that it has a place is taking you. And nobody can deliver you from its hand. But thank God that through Christ Jesus, you and I have victory over death. Oh, praise the Lord. When death comes and he takes us because we have finished what we are doing and we surrender to death, it doesn't even have power to take us where it wants to take us. For us, death is only a transition. It is not a state anymore. You are free. You are free. You are free. You are free. So don't be afraid of death. Hello? Don't be afraid of... Are you afraid of death? The way you even said it. Do you know that we recite a lot of things we ourselves don't believe? Tell the next person, move away from there. You see, let your faith confession align with your belief. Let your faith confession align with your belief. Now, listen to me. If any time, listen, whatever the devil does, he has lost. Because it's not like the battle is now to be fought. You, you, you will not die premature death because the Lord has an assignment for you. You see, to win souls for him. Are you getting the point? So you must not die premature death. But the point is that even if you die prematurely, it doesn't change the fact that you are going to a place of bliss. Are you getting the point? Uh -huh. So you see, whether you die at the right time or you die prematurely, it is non far Because the devil has lost anyway. Because all the devil wants is that at the end, he will have you at his place. You see, so when you die in the Lord, he lost. Whether it was premature or it was the right time, he lost. Are, are you getting the point? So, you see, it should not be a big deal for you. It should not be a big deal. And sometimes, do you know what? Listen to me. Do you know that? Listen, let me bring something to your attention. Everybody, listen, listen, please, listen. 
Do you know that the earth is just one planet? So you see, you know, do you know, you only know the God of the earth. Some of these things I say, me, myself, I don't know where it comes from. But, but listen, I, <laughs> there's one gift God has given me, the spirit of inquiry. Listen to me. Do you know the God you know? You only know God to the extent of one planet. So some of you think that, oh, she, if we live here, there's no better place. The way the earth is so sweet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> Do you know that there may be species who have been made in a certain way. And this same God governs. Do you know that there are so many things you have no idea about? That's why Paul said we know in part. We don't think broadly. We think very, very narrowly. Listen to me very carefully. When you die, you are not dead. This God we are talking about has a place for you. That is a place for you to rest and enjoy so much even before you go to the best. Paul said, you can never tell me. Paul said, you can't convince me that the temporary is better than the permanent. And he says, you cannot convince me that the material is more perfect than the immaterial. That what you are seeing can be compared to what you have not seen. When a child, when I was a child and I saw Volvo, the latest type in my world, hey, when I grow, I want to own. I'm sure my dad looked at me. And say, this is what you have just seen in your world. That is how God looks at us. When we have only seen 
just a bit of what his creation and we are blown away and we think that this is the best. He looked at them and said, <laughs> look at them. He said, no. Don't be afraid of death. It has been defeated for you. Oh, praise the Lord. And listen to me. When God promises, he doesn't fail. He delivers. Oh, praise the Lord. He has much more in store for you. The last one for today. By the resurrection, we are justified before God. Death is defeated. And we have our justification before God. What is justification? It means to be put right with. Because of our sins, humanity is separated from God and incapable of a relationship with him. But when Jesus died and rose from the dead, he bought our justification. Oh, praise the Lord. In other words, we have been put right with, say like you mean it, we have been put right with, we have been put right with, we have been put right with. So there is no way that you will lose favor before God. Did you hear what I'm saying? If anybody tells you you have lost favor before God, then they are telling you to be born again, again. Or Christ would have to go to the cross again and die again and resurrect again. The work, the whole process of salvation must start again. That's why God, God was angry with Moses. When Moses struck the rock twice. Because the rock Moses was striking represented Jesus, our rock. Are you here with me? Okay. So, God instructed him to strike the rock, what? Once. And it actually symbolized Christ coming to die for you and I once for all. So when he struck the rock twice, it was an antecedent. It was something that was going to happen that in the end will create a problem for God's agenda for humor. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. So God was angry and that's why he did not go to the promised land. But he made it. You saw Moses on the day of transfiguration. Okay? Good. So for the earthly Canaan, he did not make it. God was trying to tell something. That Jesus is to die just what? Once. Are you getting the point? Are you getting the point? Alright. And see, some of you, when you see miracles, you always think that miracles means God has endorsed something. 
The fact that you see a miracle doesn't mean that God is endorsing something. Because when Moses struck the rock twice, water still came. But God was still not happy. And that's why I've told you to be careful. Because some of you go to places and you see miracle and you think that that is the endorsement that God is there. Moses struck the rock twice. God was angry and he didn't go to the promised land. But water still came for the people to drink. So you pray dangerous prayer and somebody dies. And you think God endorsed it. No. He didn't. The fetish priest also curses and people die. People go to Malams and they get cars. And they get money. Why did they curse? And why did it happen? Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. It doesn't mean God endorsed it. When God justifies by Christ, nobody can turn that around. Oh, say amen. You are forever favored. I said you are forever favored. Tell the next person, I am forever favored. Tell them nobody can turn that around. Oh, hallelujah. Romans chapter 4 verse 25 says, He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. He was raised to life for our he was raised to life for our, and what is justification? To put right. In other words, he has put us right with God. Oh, hallelujah. So wherever I am, I am right with God. Wherever I stand, I am right with God. Nothing can alter that. Nothing can change that. What has been done has been done. What has been written has been written. Are you understanding me? That is what God has made you. Nobody can change that. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Carry Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Carry Center International, living heaven on earth.